Welcome to Bite-Sized Agency Briefs, a webinar series that packs a ton of important agency information on one topic from one expert into a 25-minute brief. Why 25 minutes? Because who has the attention span for much more these days? And you can squeeze in a listen between meetings with time for a bathroom break or coffee refill before your next meeting. Thanks for tuning in. This is Bite Sized Agency Briefs. I'm your host, Steve Guberman from Agency Outsight, where I work with agency owners to help them turn their agency into the agency they always dreamt about. And I'm here with my friend, Abby Gallo from Terrain Bookkeeping. Abby, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Steve. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you. Um, yeah, me too. We recently met, and I honestly yeah. was trying to remember earlier how we connected. I think it might have been through LinkedIn or. Yeah, LinkedIn through a series of, of, yeah, moves ago, I guess. You know, back in the day, I think when, when I was working at Samsung, I think was when we initially made the connection. Okay. So yeah. talk about terrain, talk about why you started doing this bookkeeping thing, what your background is and what qualifies you to be like this expert bookkeeper for agencies. Sure. So uh, terrain bookkeeping, we're a boutique bookkeeping firm and we specialize in helping creative agencies, marketing agencies. Uh, with their bookkeeping needs and really gaining clarity on their financials so that they can use that to make decisions for their business. Um, so we are just over three years old. Um, I have a background in PR initially. Mm -hmm. um, so I started out working at an agency and then over the course of my career made several different moves um, and most recently was running a, an environmental nonprofit organization where I did the books and I had to learn everything about it. And in some strange way, I, I came to love it, <laughs> which I know is really weird for a lot of people. They're like, that's just messed up. But something about this, the organization of it, the way it all ties out and, and it makes sense um, really attracted me. And I, I think it just is such a useful tool for us all to be able to use to help grow our business. You know, it's important to know where we stand. Yeah. Um, so I decided to go out on my own and start a bookkeeping business and uh, took courses in it and became QuickBooks uh, certified. So I'm a QuickBooks advanced pro advisor. Um, so I've been working with, with clients for a number of years. And I think the best part about it is just getting them to kind of it clicks for them finally. They get the information they need to be able to make decisions in their business. If I hire someone, can I pay myself? All these different things that they were kind of unsure of before they really had the information in front of them. So that's that's kind of why I do it, why I enjoy it most. Awesome. And the idea of paying themselves, I mean, what a novel idea. <laughs> no, right? It's amazing how many people come to me and they say, well, you know, I pay myself occasionally when I know that there's some extra money, but I don't yeah. have that on a consistent basis. And, you know, I'd love to be able to do that. And so I work with clients on figuring out how they can do that on a consistent basis. Yeah, for me, I mean, that was such a challenge for the first couple of years of, of I thought leaders ate last. And, you know, I started working with a business coach and was like, no, you need to put yourself on payroll and pay yourself first. And it's like, right. Yeah, it's the other way around, right? Yeah. Start from that. I was going to say, what, what's the kind of upfront setup process for early stage agency owners that they should know about? Yeah. Uh, so 
So I absolutely would recommend having some sort of software. And I think QuickBooks is, is one of the leaders out there. Um, and I know, you know, eventually if you get to a point where you need to bring somebody else in to help, mm -hmm. QuickBooks is one of the ones that most people use. So um, it's, it's very, um, they do make it easy to set up um, and you can really, you know, get your chart of accounts set up. Um, I would recommend getting help with that, even if it's just with setup, mm -hmm. just to make sure you're getting yourself kind of right on the right page from the get-go. Um, but absolutely having something in software is really important so that you don't have to, at the end of the year, you know, go and crunch all the numbers on a spreadsheet um, to hand over to your accountant. You know, yeah. Tax yeah and, and, and so I think there's a couple of essential things there. One is who should be doing all this bookkeeping and invoicing and stuff? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, you know, when you're first starting out, you you want to do everything yourself because you're trying to save money, right? Or you you don't have the funds to, to hire it out. Um, but I do think at least getting someone to help you set it up and then, you know, giving you the tools you need to be able to manage it yourself is probably a good, good foot to start out on. But ultimately, you want to get to the point where you're not doing it yourself, right? I mean, you're you're starting your agency so that you can do the work for the clients because you're, you're passionate about doing that work, not because you're passionate about doing QuickBooks, running your books, right? And of course you could do it, but do you want to take the time to learn about it, you know, to make sure you're doing it right? Yeah. Um, do you want to spend your weekends or your nights doing that um, at the last minute, you know, before taxes are due? Um, or would you rather, you know, see this as an opportunity to bring somebody else in and free up your time to work on growing your business, yeah. or doing the client work, whatever it is that will bring in more money for the organization, really? Um, so it's like an opportunity cost there. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big proponent of delegating that as, as early as possible, at least the bookkeeping. A lot of owners want to hold on to the invoicing because they think it's so convoluted and it's not a straightforward, you know, yeah. 5,000 bucks a month. And, and that's great. Um, I think, again, eventually over time, that gets handed off to the bookkeeper, the office admin, the account managers, somebody other than the owner. Yeah. And, and the biggest reason for it is, is, to your point, as the owner, I'm responsible for business development. I'm responsible for managing my team. But it also comes down to dollars and cents. And so... I would try and work with owners on understanding what the value of each person is and what the cost of each person is and, right. and the time and hourly. And so, I mean, do you work with budgeting and cost analysis and, and yeah. things like that? Yeah, absolutely. So after we, you know, get, get everything in order, we, we do work with clients if they'd like to on their budgets for the year, um, helping them develop those and then tracking against them, you know, throughout, throughout the year and how they're doing, whether or not they're, staying within the budget or meeting their income goals and all of that. Um, it's, it's such a useful tool. I think that's something that, you know, even if you don't have a bookkeeper doing it, you should be trying to do that yourself on some basis, you know, um, trying to figure out for the year what you're going to bring in for income and what you're going to spend and making sure <laughs> that there's enough there to pay yourself and, and for profit and all of that. Uh, so that's absolutely something I recommend that, that business owners do. Um, another thing we work on is cash flow forecasting. So a lot of agencies have, um, you know, they, it, it's tricky with the billing cycle, right? You do the work and then you build a client, they don't pay for a little while. 
um, but you've got to pay your contractors. So working through all of that is um, something that we can help with. I mean, I get asked that all the time. You know, I'm an agency. I'm the only W-2. I've got 30,000 contractors. When and why should I bring somebody on full time? And, and the why behind it is, you know, there's obviously some federal regulations and there's some economics behind it. Yeah. But when, when do I know that I can afford to bring somebody on? Do I have all that salary in the bank? Do I have it all projected out? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think it's, it's kind of a combo of that, right? You have to have, um, you have to have a cushion, right? Um, in the bank. But you also, you need to be able to project what kind of work you're going to be able to bring in, right? I don't think you need to have all of the salary, you know, available at that point in time, because there is some gain, you know, from bringing on somebody new, you have the ability to then bring in more work, right, right. to the organization. So it's taking a look at, at all of those details and sitting down with the client together and, and figuring out what you have coming up for the organization and then what you have, you know, kind of for your overhead now and how those pieces kind of fit together going forward. Yeah. I mean, I, I have some clients that are like super conservative and they're like, well, if I don't have that full 80 K salary in the bank, I'm not going to do it. And it's like, well, right. you have the first 30, 60, 90 days in the bank, but right. have the rest kind of pipelined out right. your point projections, know what the year could look like, not guaranteed to look like. Right. It's but yeah, have, have a cushion. So, I mean, yeah. do you have a, a rule of thumb on what that cushion should look like based on operating expenses? Well, we like to say at least six months. Okay. Um, the bank is a good, is a good cushion to have if you, if you can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of, it, it depends on each, each company really. And, and the owner's risk tolerance, right? Yeah. Um, but, but that's kind of a good place to start is staying for six months. Yeah. And then so talk about reports, because I launched a business. I was a graphic designer. Nobody in design school said, here's what a P&L is and here's what a, an AR right. report is. So yeah. some like standard reports that an agency owner should have access to at their fingertips and understand it, like even at a cursory level, not like a deep dive. If that's what you're for. But like, what are some yeah. of the reports they should know on on a regular? Yeah, I would say absolutely your your P&L, your profit and loss. So that shows you, you know, what income you have coming in to the company. And ideally it'd be broken out by your different service areas and then your expenses. So what you have going out, right? So that's your P&L basically. It shows for a period of time. Uh, but the other one that, and, and, and some clients will come to me and they'll say, you know, my books are pretty good. You know, I have my P&L looks great. I've been entering everything in. And, but what they're not looking at is their balance sheet. And so that's a big thing that everyone is missing. Um, and that's something you can readily pull yourself in QuickBooks. Um, and that will show you basically a, for a snapshot in time, how your company is doing. Basically what you own minus what you owe and then what's left over. So we'll show you your assets, you know, what you have um, in the bank or what you have in terms of, I don't know, furniture or equipment or all that kind of stuff. And then your liabilities will be what you owe, what you have for loans or credit cards or all of that that you have to pay out eventually to somebody. And then what's left over is your equity, you know, what, what you essentially own of the company. Uh, so that is something that sometimes, you know, things will be entered in 
in the strangest ways, um, the balances can be negative when they're supposed to be positive. And so I'll go in and say, what's happening here, you know, um, and make sure that's cleaned up and corrected. But that's absolutely something that that you should look at, especially if you're ever trying to sell the company at some point down the road, that's going to be a key indicator of the company's financial health is yeah. what you have and all of that, right? Sure, you could have money coming in each month and you're making a profit, but if you owe so much in credit card debt or or you have a huge loan, you know, that completely impacts your, your financial health. So I would say definitely check that out. Um, and the other one that we always look at with clients is the statement of cash flows. And so that always, uh, that shows where your cash is going basically each month or each period that you and that's just uh, gives some of the details that aren't in the other two reports. So those are the three big ones that I always, always look at every month. Of course, there are others, you know, at the end of the year that we pull uh, accounts receivable summaries. Oh, it's important to look at because we want to know who still owes you money. Yeah. Uh, so check on that one regularly, too. So are those reports that they that agency owners should be pulling weekly, monthly, quarterly, or just let the bookkeeper do it annually? Or what are your thoughts on frequency? I, I like to do it monthly um, just because it gives you enough data to get a good sense of it. Uh, it can depend on the business. Some people like to do it quarterly. I would say don't wait a whole year to do it because by that point, it's too late, right? Yep. Um, so the month cadence kind of gives you a, a chance to say, okay, well, we have this chunk of time. Now we can tweak it, tweak things. Now we know how we've been doing. Let's change it up so that we don't wait the rest of the year before we know how things are going, you know? Yeah. So you mentioned acquisition and that's like a buzzword that, you know, so many agency owners, oh, I started this thing. It's been three months. When can I sell? Or I've been doing this 10 years. When can I sell? And I mean, what are your um thoughts on what what makes an agency attractive for an acquisition? Well, I think one of the biggest things is making sure the owner isn't the one doing all of the work, right? Uh, as the agency owner, you want to kind of eventually try and remove yourself a little bit from the day-to-day -day so that you're not, right, if, you're, if you try and sell a business and, and you're Essentially, you're selling a job if you're the one who's still doing all the things, right? If you're the one delivering the work. But if you can kind of remove yourself from that, then you have something that's a little more saleable. You have something that people are saying, okay, well, I could step into this. It's not all about that person, the agency owner. It's, you know, something that some, could translate to somebody else. Right. Easier. What about as far as like the health, the financial health of a business, profitability, ARR, MR, things like that. Yeah, you want, I mean, you want to obviously see what, what the agency is bringing in each month, of course, what they what they owe, um, the, the profit margins, things like that are, are going to be really important for the sale of the company. We want to know, you know, yeah. if they buy this, they're going to be able to make good money on it. So Sure, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, you know, scalability systems, you know, obviously team and, you know, Pulling the, you know, pulling the owner out of the day-to-day -day and saying, all right, if I go away for a month, this thing can still operate. And there's like an actual thing. And I'm not just selling myself as, you know, a designer who has freelancers. So you mentioned, um, so as, as a bookkeeper, there's other role, financial roles that an agency might need to have play a part, right? So 
Um, maybe there's a CFO if they're large enough. Maybe there's an accountant as well. Like, what are the where do the, where do each role kind of start and stop, and how tactical or strategic would it, each role need to be? Yeah, uh, we'll see. So of course, yeah, as the as the agencies get bigger, you know, they tend to have people in house doing doing work for them. Um, but I would say, you know, there's there's of course the accountant who can do you know all of the bookkeeping, or maybe they have people helping with doing accounts receivable, accounts payable, you know, paying bills out. Mm -hmm. um, and then the CFO role is really looking at um, more advisory level things, right? It's it's where can we take the organization? What do we have in terms of our cash flow? And who can we hire? Those kinds of higher level decisions are more on the CFO realm. Okay. Um, and then, you know, of course, there's outside accountants. Usually, most accountants in house, you know, maybe they'll file taxes, maybe they won't. But of course, there's there's CPAs as well that will work with those larger, well, they'll work with all agencies, of course, but to file the taxes. Yeah, so, so the bookkeeper is the day to day you know, doing reporting, maybe doing invoicing, maybe even timesheets and things like that. But the accountant is maybe quarterly, but definitely they're doing the taxes at the end of the year. And they're probably like a CPA. Right? Yeah, usually how I equate the bookkeeper accountant relationship, even if you're not, in, you know, in the in the agency itself, you know, sort of just in general, um, is that the it's almost like a doctor nurse relationship, right? Where it's like the bookkeeper will be there to, to enter everything in all along the way, make sure everything is recorded properly, um, give you the information you need on a consistent basis. Mm -hmm. And then the accountant will be there, like you said, on a quarterly basis. Um, sometimes if you're, you know, doing your, um, your estimated payments for taxes. Um, and then, you know, at the end of the year, basically to say, okay, Here's everything from the bookkeeper. Now I'll go ahead and, and file the taxes. So that's kind of the relationship between the two. And, and as bookkeepers, we always work with our clients' accountants to mm -hmm. make sure that we're all, you know, connected and, and that we're all on the same page. So, so using that doctor nurse analogy, the nurses, you're doing all the work and the accountants just come in and take the credit for it. Got it. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> I know I, it's a flawed analogy a little bit, but you no, know, it works perfect. Kind of an interesting way to explain it. Yeah, I'll make sure to not tell my accountant that one. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So so interesting, and I mean, I always feel like when you launch a business, I should say, and some accountants do do bookkeeping too. It just depends on everyone's. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there there are some that are very hands on and and right. on a regular basis. They're they're jumping in and and doing all kinds of things. And there's others that are kind of more strategic and just do quarterly or even annual taxes. Right. And so it depends on the relationship and the needs of the agency. And yeah. I, you know, I, and I to that point, I think that every entrepreneur, whatever kind of business they launch, whether it's an agency or something else, they need to have that support team around them, right? You need to have somebody help you with some legal advice, some financial advice. Yeah you know, whatever that may be. And so if you've got somebody that's a bookkeeper that can help you on a regular basis, figure out how to set up the books properly from the start. So you've got that good foundation and then that accountant that can advise you. So, you know, it's, it's all part of the advisory team. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You don't want to do it alone. I think that there's so many, um, just so much information. There's so much to know, right? You just, 
yeah. it's better to leverage the knowledge that, that the subject matter experts have than to try and, you know, DIY it all the time when you're, you've got other things. You don't, you don't know what you don't know. And if you didn't go right. to QuickBook training or bookkeeping school or right. accounting school, you just, you don't know what to ask. So yeah, let the professionals handle it. Yeah, no, I love that. So, um, yeah, so um, I had another thought and it totally just spaced on me, but um, we're coming on time. So I wanted to switch gears from the finance sure. and kind of ask you some, some random quick hits. Oh questions. gosh, okay. <laughs> I'm nervous. First is post-pandemic, uh, what's the craziest thing you and your family did during quarantine or during pandemic? Oh, just surviving life. It's pretty crazy around here. I had a three-month-old when it all shut down and the four-year-old. Uh, oh, the craziest thing was that we hosted a preschool pod at our house. <laughs> that was that was kind of insane. Um, we had three preschoolers and we hired a preschool teacher and we had preschool in our basement for a whole entire school year. Wow. And that was pretty crazy. <laughs> That's amazing. How many kids? Three, one of whom was my daughter. So it was not too bad, but you know. Awesome. Um, business related or otherwise, a book or a podcast that you're really into right now? I love, well, I, I, I listen to a lot of bookkeeping podcasts. So it probably isn't. <laughs> uh, in terms of books, I would say one of the books that I've enjoyed the most that I read recently, wasn't this past year, but um, is You Are a Badass. Have you read any of those? I've seen them. I've not read them. No. Yeah. I, she writes it in such a funny way. I just think it's, it's a I don't know, very relatable, but mm -hmm. inspiring book all about your mindset, right? Like almost like what you think about you bring about. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, a recent hobby or obsession or something like that you just can't get enough of these days. So I'm trying to, I'm doing just a lot around here, trying to get everything yeah. set up again. We, we um, just, did it put on a deck um, and we are put in a new garden. So I, we do a lot of gardening at our old house. And so we needed to get our garden up and running. So that's definitely, I know you like to garden too. So <laughs> big gardening nerd. Absolutely. How's your garden going? <laughs> um, I, I have to put my vegetables in this tomorrow and Saturday. Um, I had to rabbit proof my garden. Um, oh, yes. The new perennial flowering garden on the other side of the yard that I'm, just so obsessed with and excited That's awesome. about so yeah that'll be nice a little uh pollinator friendly setup yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like so, it. i've got a lot of new stuff out front and oh i'm just yeah, That's a <laughs> yeah. absolutely you got to get your husband doing a, a gardening podcast yeah <laughs> yeah maybe he'll come on <laughs> uh all right and then the final one uh the big takeaway um a big, vital, important piece of business advice that you can share that um, agency owners can take away. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of what you what you touched on before is is don't try and do it all alone. You know, try and and reach out to those subject matter experts to at least get some initial feedback on you know how you should be doing things and how you can set yourself up um, from the start in the right way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that would be kind of the biggest thing, and, and and well, and also just just to take a look at your numbers, just start somewhere, right? And even if it's not perfect, just just make sure you are keeping up with it, so that you do have some information in there to look at and see how you're doing financially, yeah. and, and try and try and be consistent with that, because I think that's just so important. 
Love it. Awesome. Yeah, I listen, I take that. I have a standing appointment every Monday, 9 a.m. It says weekly QuickBooks review. And so I look at my AR and Perfect. else. And usually I respect that time blocking, but absolutely I think vital information. And Abby, I, I, uh, I appreciate you sharing that with everybody and I appreciate your time. So I'm grateful that you, you joined us today. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks again for tuning in to Bite-Sized Agency Briefs. As always, if you found value in this episode, chances are someone else will too. So please share it with your network. Also, if you know someone with expert knowledge on a topic that agency owners would love, drop me a note. Let's get them on. Finally, find someone to hug today.